0: hey what's up this is the white rabbit zach rain your eclipse wrestling heavyweight champion and you're watching the three count welcome everybody to another great edition of the three count podcast presents now entering the ring i am your host Clifford, Red Dog Miller, that's right, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling, you could call me a Sherpa, but like every good Sherpa, you gotta have someone who's been there, done that, and does it more efficiently than you do, so it's never about me, it's about who's entering the ring, and today he comes to us from Trifecta, SWF, Enterprise Pro Wrestling, ACPW, and soon to be Asylum Pro Wrestling Here's the man, the myth, the legend, the Lord King Blackie.
1: Thank you, thank you. And you know, this is new for everybody, but it's not Lord King Blackie, it's Lord Eric Black. I outgrew the Blackie just like I outgrew that shitty company ACPW. Just wanted to throw that out.
0: <laughs> Bad man. But yo, I'm glad to have you on the show, man.
1: Thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure.
0: Yeah, so we met at SWF um a little while ago. And it was funny because like I saw my trainer like talking to you, talking to you, talking to a bunch of other people. So I was like, let me just go insert myself into set conversation and then just start plucking people all to the side and be like, hey man, I want to talk to you. That's
1: how you do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's like, and I know like sicken always looks at me like, like I know he likes the fact that I just make my way around and just ask people like to be on the podcast, but I bet at some point, man, it's got to be annoying, like, ah, shit, here comes Cliff, like, who's you wanting to talk to now?
1: (laughs) Man, that's how you get them on here, man, you got to do what you got to do, and Sigan bothers me all the time, so, you know, don't don't even worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, so,
0: let's talk about this, man, let's get into the jump, man, who is Lord
1: Eric? Well, you see, I've been the king of the cruiserweights, but the Lord right now is, uh, I'm trying to sell my fame right now. I mean, I'm trying to sell my soul right now for success. You know? I got away from the tag team, got away from the teams holding me down, the companies holding me down. Now it's about me. It's not about strapping someone on my back and carrying them up to Mount Everest like a Sherpa. It's about me now.
0: (laughs) You just carry yourself up the mountain.
1: You got damn right. Get there quicker.
0: (laughs) Hey, you know what? I understand. I understand. But, you know, I was like – I get it. Like, some people are just kind of dead weight. and You just got to cut them and let them fly out on their own. I mean, we've, this podcast has been going on, man, and we love everybody who's come on the show, but we've had to cut a lot of people out, too, man, because, you know, the show's trying to take flight, and people are like, you don't want to be here. We don't really need you. <laughs> That's
1: right, man. Don't let them slow you down, red dog. That's what you got to do sometimes. Sometimes you got to, like, you know, you carry somebody then you like damn, I'm almost there. I can get there a little bit uh, faster by myself. You got to you know, cut the cord.
0: Yep. Yep. But, you know, we miss we miss those guys, you know. Long live those isolated legends in their own mind. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, but how did you get into the sport?
1: Well, what happened was I used to rap. I used to do music. And, uh, you know, everyone kept telling me, like, since I was a teenager, like, you know, black guys don't wrestle. And then it was like, oh, The Rock's a wrestler. And it's like, oh, no, he's Samoan. So I was like, damn, maybe, you can, maybe I can not be a wrestler. So then I just started doing music. And then one day I found out about the, um, the School of Hardcore for ECW, and it was in New York. And then I found out they had one in South Philly still, but it was the CZW Academy. So I signed up with CZW, and I uh, trained there for like a year. And then I started tagging with uh, Pinky Sanchez. And after that, you know, just year after year, and now I'm in year thirteen.
0: And you know what? I would have never guess that <laughs> you told me that.
1: Um, but, you know, it's been, it's been fun for the most part.
0: Yeah, no. And I mean, that's the thing. Like I feel, and I've, so me being like older, right. Cause I'm, I'm getting ready to turn 37 next year, but still young in the sport. Like I'm just coming up on my second year. It's like, there's like two things that you're going to end up knowing. Like one, you're either going to really, really love this or you're really, really not. And those of those who are in the middle tend to kind of just like fall off anyway. But it was something for me where it's like I took my first bump and I was like, yo, I think this is it. And now that I'm in my second year, I'm like, I could probably ride this roller coaster for probably another 13, 14 years and never get tired of it.
1: Oh yeah. Like I mean, like I'll be honest with you. The thing that helps me the most is um I take pre-workout. That pre-workout, man, you be flying through walls, you get chill slammed on the floor powerbomb bomb on the apron shrug it off like yeah and then you go in the back you're cool the ride home is when your body starts falling apart and everything <laughs> that's the secret pre-workout
0: <laughs> no okay that's that's good that's good to know because that means I'm gonna start doing that like right before my show
1: <laughs> oh yeah you'll be good for the show now uh, after the show I mean you know
0: that crash is what that who you know what you pay the price just it's a crash <laughs> like you just gotta deal oh, with man. it
1: <laughs> yeah, I started getting hotels after shows, man. Cause I'm like, I'm not driving home tonight. uh uh-uh. I let my body fall apart for the next couple of hours. I drive in the morning.
0: Yeah. That's why, that's why, like recently I've been uh talking with a few of my friends. I was like, listen, if we can just get four guys who can drive, right? So myself and three other dudes, like we can just journey wherever we want, and then we just mm-hmm. rotate shifts.
1: <laughs> Makes sense. That works too.
0: I was like. Think about the places that we could hit in less than 24 hours. And I was like, just for instance, I was like, for me, full transparency, if I wanted to drive to Denver from Baltimore to 24 hour drive, I was like, get a rental car, we can make it to Rocky Rocky Mountain Pro Wrestling if we wanted to in one night. <laughs> hey,
1: you said 24 hour drive?
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it was like. Everybody's sleeping in the car, except, except the driver and the passenger. Co-passengers Passengers should never fall asleep. Guys in the backseat can.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd be looking at, like, uh, road trips, like, 12 hours. That's cool, man. Let's go uh, take a plane. I'm getting a ticket. <laughs> I'm telling you, man.
0: <laughs> Yo, road trips be hitting different, though, man. Like, I know for me, like, sometimes we drive, like, four hours just to go to, like, West Virginia and go wrestle a show and – you know, we might be the first and second matches up and we might have to just stay there just to kind of like help tear down and stuff. And then, you know, you're talking about a five-hour drive back and then to get up and go to practice at 9 a.m. That's It can be brutal.
1: <laughs> yeah, it definitely can be. I mean, but, you know, like you just learn how to like roll with it. Like after a couple of years, it becomes nothing. I say that now, but like like you just heard me. I'll get the hotel room, man. I'm like, ah, I can't <laughs> do it, man
0: but so you said you've been in for 13 years man i gotta know what's been one of the worst bumps you've taken
1: uh there was like this um this Valor uh pro wrestling tournament in um Lancaster and uh me and uh, my tag partner we had a match and um against uh bliss and his uh partner nemo and uh he had rolled out the way on my frog splash. And I wasn't expecting him to roll out the way. And like my mind, it kind of, uh, it went into like safety mode, like trying to protect myself. I don't know why, but I just was like, Oh no, he's moving. And like my leg had went up this way. And the other leg was like straight. And when I came down, I came down an angle where my groin popped out. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was just like, I remember I let out a scream <laughs> and then, um, I looked for my partner and I crawled over, I tagged him in, he came in and I was like, Oh man, I must've like, you know, messed up my hamstring. So tagged back in the ring. I went in the ring. Um, the guy gave me an arm drag and my, you know, when you take the arm drag, you know, both your legs go in the same direction, yeah. but my leg moved like a half an inch, uh, past like a uh, 45 degrees. And I felt the worst, like just burning sensation. And, uh, that had to be the worst is I couldn't sit down at all. I couldn't drive home that day. I had to just lay flat. And I should have went to the hospital, but I didn't. So it kind of healed. It fused back, but like the groin fused on top of the bone instead of in the socket. Mm. And uh, you know, it's been like five years now. So I mean <laughs> But that's the worst though. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh no, man. Especially like in the grind, because then you just you keep feeling it like every once in a while, like you just like turn like a certain way and you just you feel it instantly and i i know that because you know and i've probably told the story like a few times on the show but i was doing i did a simple three-quarter roll and i got a sports hernia like it tore the abdomen right on my groin and i was like like you, exactly how you said it i couldn't i couldn't lay down i couldn't sit down i couldn't stand up like i couldn't walk <laughs> like i was in so much pain and uh I remember going to the emergency room, like, right after that, like, the urgent care, and they are like, yeah, we think you have a hernia, blah, 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 blah. I was like, all right, whatever. now I went to, my, went to the surgeon, and the surgeon was like, no, dude, you have a sports hernia. You do have a muscle tear, and you got to relax.
1: See, you went to the hospital after that. So you're <laughs> smart. See, I sat there and was like, I sprained my arm. I sprained my elbow and my, uh, my ankle before. Like, it's cool. It's probably like a sprain. Um, I didn't go to the doctors until, like, Maybe 11 months later when I got into a car accident and I was like, Hey yeah, well, while I'm here, right? Like my groin. <laughs> and then they x-rayed me and was like, You've been walking around like this? I'm like, Yeah, they was like it fused on top of the bone It's supposed to sit in the socket. I'm like, Well, I feel fine. Yeah. So <laughs> I should have took a note from you. You know what I mean? I should have went.
0: I was like, and the only reason I went too was because uh Sicken was like, Yeah, you gotta go to urgent care right now. And I was like, all right, I guess, (laughs) then I went, and the the funny thing was, this is the, this is the part that trips a lot of people out, so that happened on a Saturday, and Sunday morning, I was back up at Nick's place, Uh, not training, because I obviously couldn't walk, but I was just sitting there with a pad and a pen, man, I was just taking notes, just working on character stuff, looking at promos, thinking about what I wanted to do, how I wanted to dress, like, just putting it all together, and he was like, you know he just kept he was he was dumbfounded by it and then every weekend i would pop back up anytime that there was practice i would just be there with pad and pen eight weeks man just writing shit down so he was like but
1: that's the but that's the beauty though of injuries is like you get injured and you work on your character you work yep. on like uh man i don't like how my shoulders look in this maybe i'll switch up from like a singlet to like Some type of, like, uh, that's when i come out. Like, you know I mean? I need to work on my tracks. You start thinking about your overall character. So injuries are bad, but they're also a blessing in disguise, you know?
0: Yeah, and and I think that was something for me, too, was that I was working on so much stuff. Like, I was like, oh, I want to work on my moveset. I want to learn how to do this and do that and do this. And I think, like you said, it was a blessing in disguise. What ended up happening was, like, I slowed down. I started really focusing on the things like I really wanted to work on things that I knew like I would be able to do or things I could hit. And I was like, yo, I, I enjoy this. And the funny thing was, is I was still forcing like this badass mercenary that I wanted to be. And I was like, this is never going to work. And then I slowly started to peel back like layers of it. And I was like, where's this really going? And then I realized it was like, oh, it's just me talking shit like always. So we'll just expand on that and run it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, let me tell you, the first time I saw you in character, right, I sat there and was like, he looked like them guys that knocked on my door with the warrants that time and uh, took me in two in the morning. <laughs> like, I know that guy, I remember that time. No, but uh, yeah, that mercenary character, man, it's good shit.
0: Oh, um, man, I appreciate it. <laughs> it's been funny, man, because by the time this airs, right, I think the first promo that i did for a for uh kayfabe junkies will be out hopefully i don't know but uh ron pick it up uh but you know, like i uh i remember he had a mic and he had a mic stand right so he had to boom and it was like just enough that i could see it so i was like yo pull it down a little bit just so it barely in shot and he's like why i was like just trust me i was like and when i come back just start recording and i'll come sit in a chair so he's like all right, buddy, whatever you say. And so I walked off and then he hit play and I walked in and I was like, as as I walk in, I was like,
1: I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. Oh no, not the Dawson. Yeah,
0: and I sat, yeah, I sat down, I looked up, I was like, look at the pretty kitty. And he like, was like, wow. And like, everybody was there, was just like dumbfounded with like what I was doing. And even at the end, man, I was like, and Superior G, when you and I face off, it's going to be like your masturbation addiction. Either I'm going to beat it or beat it.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> it
0: was just something dumb that I can think about. And, like, he was, even Ron was like, oh, man. He's like, you're definitely growing with this character. Like, he said, he's, like, just blossoming way too much for this. He's like, this is crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's another good dude, Spirit G. I like him, man.
0: Oh, yeah, Ron is, the, Ron is the best. I love talking trash to Ron, but the one thing I love about Ron, and we can we'll be fully transparent with this everybody who's ever met Ron Holiday will instantly have an impression of Ron Holiday by the time that you end a
1: conversation with him. <laughs> oh, you're talking about uh, that's right, I'm Ron Holiday, and let me tell you something else. <laughs> yeah. Everybody
0: has one. And it's it's funny because, like, I would do interviews with guys and I never, like, I never knew some people would know who Ron was. But then, like, uh like if you go check out the, the episode with Capital Vices, you could see my clear reaction when um, Sin was like, Moon Holiday! <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let's move over, man, from, like, Worst bumps. Let's talk about the hardest set, man. Like, who's who's laid it in the hardest to you?
1: The hardest? Uh, fuck. Uh, offhand, I probably think it would be uh, Little Rob from um, Easy, uh, the instructor over there at um, Super Crazy Academy over there at Skid Row. And uh, man, he'll slap, he'll chop you. Like I'm pretty good with chops, you know what I mean? Like I was bored of if you couldn't take a chop, don't wrestle. But when he fucking lays in with that fucking backhand or the overhand, you're hard to stop. (laughs) (laughs) So like that that hurts. And uh, I got this like cut like right here that never healed up. I took this head bump from um Pelly Prima from uh, Ring of Honor. And, like, we were we were going home, and we was on the top rope. This is like, in my uh, rookie years, like, uh, 2009, 2010. Grabbed me by my ears, and he just gave me a headbutt. And um, he hit me, and, like, I fell off the top rope, and I felt like my eyelid opened a little bit. And, like, I was looking. I was like, I saw the blood hit the mat. Next thing I know, he was coming off the top. He hooked me for an um, underhook DDT. Um, that sucked. I never got a headbutt like that ever. I saw stars. Oh no. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that was something that like, that Sicken like always told me, he's like, this sport is never about if you get injured, but when he's like, cause it will happen. And like, it was like, it was a wake up call when I, you know, cause like, it was so crazy. is like, I started, there was COVID, right. So the whole country shut down. We started opening back up a little bit and then I tore my grind and I was like, two weeks before i was supposed to debut (laughs) it's like damn it It (laughs)
1: that sounds that sounds about right that's how it works
0: and then you know i have a friend who also runs on this podcast and he knows who he is and uh yeah anytime that we are in a match like i will get
1: i will i will have
0: a bloody lip by the time that the match is over because he always punches me in the mouth
1: I mean, but if you if you can't trade, you know, open fist with your best friend or one of your uh, friends, are you really friends?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so anybody who goes and checks out my TikTok will know that that was something I totally said today.
1: Because <laughs> yeah, we I seen that. As a matter of fact, I saw that. I saw that with the uh, the punch exchange, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> but I always said that because, like, every time I face sicken, I get my bell, uh, my bell rung, or like he'll hit me with a brain buster uh, when we had a match in uh, January, and I was sitting there at the hotel, just like fucking sicken.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, um, he caught me right under the like right under the lip, and he went to throw his uh, CM Punk knee, and like I turned away, like knowing it's coming, but. I think he overcommitted because he came in and just <laughs> I was like, mm. <laughs> I was like, all of this is about to hurt even more. And I just remember like picking him up and just like just throwing as much weight as I could into my spine buster just so he could feel it. <laughs> I was like
1: Oh, he loves it.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. And then, and then he's he's okay. I'm honestly sick. You are sick. I can see why you call yourself because I don't know any any father. Or any sane person would never want to t- do anything with Legos, and he's like, "I'm the Lego guy." I'm like, stop it! He is.
1: <laughs> That's his favorite spot. He loves them Lego spots. Mm. When we had our uh, six man tag uh, last year at SWF. He brought out those Legos. I seen that shit out the corner of my eye. I said, "Oh no!" <laughs> but I didn't go through them, so I, you know I'm good. <laughs>
0: So, you know, once you get done with like a show or anything, man, I'm just curious, man. What's like the post match snack got to be or the post match meal?
1: You gotta go to Sheets, and when you go to Sheets, you gotta go get the uh, the Frito tacos. The Jones where they put the uh, they cut the bag in half and then they make the taco. They put the ground beef in there. They put the jalapenos and the cheese in there. The Fritos on top, and then I ask them to put you know the little Dorito uh, mix on top. It's the best six, I uh, think it's like $6.95 you can spend, man. I love that.
0: And this now intrigues me. Like, I have to go do this because I stop at sheets all the time. I have no idea that that's a thing.
1: Yeah, like they cut the bag in half and then they just build you like a taco or like they put all the stuff using the chips. Like, it's the best. Oh. I love me some sheets.
0: I'm going to have to do this now. That's such a great suggestion.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Shit. <laughs> so, why <while laughs> even enjoy a Road trip now to get some.
0: Right. I, I mean, yeah, you know what? There's a sheets around here. I think it's probably like an hour and forty-five away. I could make that.
1: <laughs>
0: and you gotta make the drive. You gotta make those drives. So you curious drives, you've been you've been in this game for a long time, man. Like you said, 13 years. So I'm just curious, what's the hardest lesson that you've had to learn?
1: Um, hold on one second. He's damn sorry about that. All right, but she's I'm sorry. Said
0: what's uh what's one of the hardest lessons that you've ever had to learn being in the sport as long as you
1: have basically be humble and um learn how to uh not take things to the streets, you know? Like um I'm from Philly, so you know, you learn early on, you know, respect is everything. And like in wrestling, a lot of times you gotta um you got to humble yourself. So like you'll be sitting there and someone to say something to you and like the first thing you you can do you want to do is like punch them in the fucking mouth but you can't because you know not only does it affect you it affects your your tag team partner. And um starting off I wasn't like that. Like there were some veterans I'm not going to throw their names out there that said something and you know I was like you juiced up pussy I'll punch you in your fucking mouth the next show da 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 da. And you know you, you got to you got to curve that. Cause like, I mean that like this wrestling cool, but like, if you want to take it past that, you know, I'm the type of guy where I'll come to the show, even though I'm not booked and I'll see you, you know what I mean? And like, you got to pull back. You got to like learn that some of these guys are just keyboard warriors. And some of these guys are doing a promo for themselves and you know, they're clowns. So you got to pull back. You can't just handle things like you're in the street. Sometimes, sometimes you got to like listen to people talk, let them talk. Be the bigger man so that way you don't hurt yourself and, like, people associated with you. That's the hardest thing.
0: No, I like that. And that's actually just, I mean, that's great life lessons too, man. It's like sometimes you just, a lot of people just want to talk a lot of big noise and that's it. Oh, yeah. So I'm curious, man, like, what kind of advice would you give to up-and-coming wrestlers?
1: Uh, Don't get it. Don't do it. <laughs> I mean, um, getting into wrestling now, like, when I got in in 2008, you know, I graduated in the same class as Adam Cole and, you know, Joe Gacy and Alex Colon and them, and, you know, they all went to various degrees of success, and, you know, at the time, you know, Moxley just came in, Sammy Callahan started training us, and you had, like, um, you know, uh, Joker and Kingston, all these guys that like you see start to like move. You can see them at a level and then you start watching them like um, move up where now there's even less people watching the main product. There's less people coming to shows and it's kind of hard to like, if you're coming up now to see the inspiration like you did, you know, 10, 13 years ago. Like if I came up now, I would be uninspired because like I don't see people around here getting shots like that, moving up, you know what I mean?
0: No, yeah. I mean I I can I can understand where you're coming from with that. And I, I think that's what's I think that's kind of like what people are kind of missing is they're they're always looking for like that hometown hero. And like in some places, man, it's just it's not there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, you got Ring of Honor's not around no more, or they're on vacation, or like they're rebuilding. I don't know what the fuck, but like they're not around right now. And like you know, you look at WWE, and they they want females like 25 is old over there. Like they don't want they don't want to sign nobody that's like 25 or older, right? You know, guys they want guys that's like six feet. Like most of the guys that people give a shit about, no offense, is like five eleven and under. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's just, I don't know. Like, if you want to make, like, become a big star, it's probably going to be harder now than it's ever been, to be honest, unless you're, like, juiced to the gills or you just happen to be tall as hell for no reason. So, like, um, if you, my advice to, like, a younger wrestler coming in, do this because you want to do it. Don't have dreams of grandeur of, like, main event and WrestleMania and, like, stuff like that. Like, find somewhere where you can sink your teeth into, like, creatively and you know ride it out and if it happens it happens if not at least you enjoyed your time more
0: yeah i like that and you should just enjoy it anyway like it shouldn't be like oh i'm gonna do this because i i I match myself at wrestlemania like to be real like i mean i know it's two nights now right but before i mean it was like 13 matches you're talking 26 people maybe more depending if there's a tag match you know what i mean like not saying that you need a To be like, you know what? Don't do that. No, go for it. But, you know, also enjoy where you're at. Enjoy the journey that you have going on.
1: Yeah, but I see people take uh, bookings and, like, they're miserable as shit. You know what I'm saying? But they're like, I got to do these bookings so I can make it. And it's like, but if you don't really want to be here, why do it? If I don't enjoy a place, I cut them off. There's a hundred different promotions in the tri-state. Why am I going to stick somewhere where I'm not getting anything out of it?
0: Right. You know? So yeah. So. Actually, you know, you're, yeah, and that's right. I mean, you shouldn't have to be any, you don't have to be anywhere. You can just be there. It was, it was something I mentioned to a friend too, I talked about the other day where I was like, man, like, you shouldn't have to get up and be like, man, I gotta go to work. It should be like, you get up and you say, I get to go to work. I was like, cause it changes the mindset that, I gotta means that you have to do something that you don't really want to do. But when you say I get to, it tells you that you see that as an opportunity or as a positive reinforcement. That's like, and you should just continue to chase those things. So yeah, that's actually a really good point that you don't have to wrestle at places. You get to wherever you want.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like the the day that I'm I'm working somewhere where I'm going, oh, I got to go to these people or like, oh, I don't want to work here. Or like, there's people in the locker room where I'm like, I really don't want to work with this guy. I just won't be there. You know, I'm not going to sit there and just mope around and then, yeah, let's talk about what I'm going to do tonight. Like, I'm not going to go through the motions. You know what I mean? Like, if I okay. go in here, like people tell you, I get it and I'm like, yeah, we're going to fuck each other up. huh? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I get fired up and like, that's fun to me. When that's not there no more, I won't be there.
0: That sounds, that sounds right. So I'm just curious, man. Seeing like, like I said, you've probably been in a ton of different locker rooms. So I just need one do and one
1: don't of the locker room. Uh, Do Uh, be friendly to everybody. Like you never know. And this is just like some, some shit that I experienced. You never know. Uh for instance, me and you, right? We're in the same locker room, right? All right, I'm 13 and you're two in, right? We're in the same locker room. Why am I gonna treat you any different? You know, like you saw when you came to SWF. Just how I treated anybody else, King Jeter or uh uh, TJ, uh Marconi, treat you everybody with the same level of respect or whatever. Um now I come in, I treat you like shit, right? Fucking greenhorn, whatever. Um five years from now, oh man, I want to go wrestle at fucking ABC Pro. And then, oh, who's the booker? Oh, big red dog. Oh, you don't fuck with me, man, because uh, you know, I told him to eat a dick, like you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, (laughs) don't don't be that fucking guy. And um, I do it just out of respect, but like it's funny about the people who when I was booking, uh treated me, you know, weird when I was a rookie. Now they're in my inbox like. Hey man, I heard about you know y'all doing this show, like dah dah dah. Nah. And it's like, oh, well, you were just telling me to go fuck myself like six years ago. So do that. You know what I mean? That's a that's a do and a don't.
0: Oh, I like that. You only get you only get one chance to make a first impression, man. So it's like you you're either gonna make it memorable or you're gonna make it memorable.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's beautiful.
0: Bet. Well, those are like all my hard hitting questions, man. But we do have the second greatest segment in the three count podcast. People ask, what's the first? I tell them all the time. It's the Red Dog's power rankings that you can find every Sunday on our debate show. But this is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. Oh, my, my, Mr. My. Mr. Lord, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. Whatever's your answer, that's your answer. Alright, bet. Alright, so we're going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. And here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Smackdown. Favorite color? Green. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Favorite movie?
1: I know what you did last summer.
0: Lovo or Deadpool? Deadpool. Favorite actor?
1: Denzel Washington.
0: <laughs> PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Favorite podcast?
1: This one.
0: We don't coerce anybody in here. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> Nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Raina Sky. Bet. And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this podcast, favorite curse word?
1: My, uh, AirPod finally died. (laughs) Say it one more time, I'm sorry.
0: So my favorite question to ask every single person that comes on, favorite curse word?
1: Curse word? Yeah. Fuck.
0: Yeah. Just a good F-bomb is what's necessary in this life, man. (laughs) all right man well those are it that's it the 10 count questions so all i need from you is to let our viewers and our listeners know where they can find you
1: uh you can find me on facebook at uh lord eric black or you can find me on the instagram underneath the same name or on uh twitter underneath uh everything's lord eric black now so you can find me anywhere there you go (laughs)
0: <laughs> Batman. Well, there you guys have it. So, you know what that means. We got to take this home. Okay. It's yeah, got to take it home. And that is it for the Three Count Podcast Presents Now Inch Ring. And like I said, I'm your host. Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. That's why you can call me your Sherpa, but it's never about me. It's about who's in the ring because, like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And so that's why we have him here, formerly known as King Blackie, now known as Lord Eric Black. The man himself, he's here, and you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there. Or. You just wait for this episode to end, you wait for that outro, and you choose another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod. Give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment, we want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast, and in there you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast. Also has merchandise. Uh, at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the 3Count Pod. Please go buy our t shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us the support, please.